You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, welcome back to Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. And with us, of course, on the line again this week is our chairman, Eric Sprott. Eric, thank you for joining us here for the Weekly Wrap-Up. Hey, Craig. Uh, looking forward to the conversation. You know, as we said about four or five weeks ago, I'm just dying for the time when we can uh, speak about great things happening, and certainly this week uh, has represented one of those. Those those times have been few and far between the last couple of years, it seems, that's for sure. And you're right, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Gold, as we speak on Friday morning, is down a little bit, but Monday through Thursday was up $41. Silver was up $0.62. Cents. They're moving through some key technical levels. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think the reasons for owning gold and silver are so obvious uh, with the Japanese announcement of NERP, negative interest rate policy. Uh, I mean, the Jap- first of all, the Japanese stock market has done nothing but go down. So I'm debating whether other central banks might really want to push NERP here. And, of course, the European markets have been incredibly weak. We're starting to see the impact on uh, banking earnings with uh, negative interest rate policies. Uh, and So between the negative interest rate policies... The weakness in the financial sector generally, particularly the European banks, uh, people should start worrying about having their money in banks, which I've always believed in. And the fact that you you know could have a negative interest rate makes gold that much more appealing. People kind of lose sight of the fact that uh, gold over the years has gone up literally, not every year, but on average has gone up by a significant amount every year. Uh, most people are using the last four years as their primary example of what gold should do. Well, that's not the case, okay? I should remind people that back in 2000, the price of gold was $265. Today, it's $1,150. I mean, that's a huge increase in 15-plus years. Uh, so in terms of uh, getting an earning, earning a negative interest rate or gaining whatever that average is per year, probably somewhere between 5 and 10%. It seemed to me that owning gold is the logical thing. And, of course, the most important thing I, I always believe in is having your money in a bank is a very, very dangerous situation to be in because you're just an unsecured creditor here. So people should be thinking hard about increasing their allocations to uh, gold and precious metals. We're certainly starting to see that across the board. In fact, uh, just in the past month, Eric, I, and I just think this is astonishing. We haven't seen this in four years. There have been 13 consecutive additions to the uh, what we call the inventory, if you will, of the GLD. That thing's been half-drained of its gold over the last couple of years, but all of a sudden they've managed to come up with almost 53 metric tons to put back in over the last month. That would seem to be a positive fundamental as well. Very. And in fact, this week, Craig, I think it's actually something like 25 tons. I mean, you don't want to be annualizing that, okay? Because yeah. the world can't deal with, you know, three, four, five hundred tons going into ETFs here because we already have a shortage of physical gold. I mean, we see it manifested in the COMEX inventories, the LBN inventories, these shortages of silver coins at the various mints in the world. Uh, you just see manifestations of shortages. Well, you can't have investors uh, starting to buy at these rates of accumulation and, and think that the gold supply is going to be there when the supply is going to be down 4 or 5% this year. I've always believed demand on an annual basis has been way above supply, even though the popularly accepted uh, statistics out of the World Gold Council don't suggest that. But 
I even noticed in their forecast for this year, they showed ETFs going down for 2016, going down 50 tons. Well, now they're already wrong by 100. Uh, and they already had a deficit of 150 tons, which, which of course I think was massively understated. So if people uh, continue to buy these ETFs, and the ETFs buy physical gold, which I've always been a little questionable of whether they're really buying physical gold, they're buying some futures contract, which may not ultimately deliver on the jury still out on the GLD, but uh, certainly the response of institutional investors to gold has been incredibly strong, which it should be. We get a stock market this down, whatever the number is, 7%, gold's up 10%, that's a 17% outperformance. The stocks have gone up 40%. They've gone up 40% since January 19th. Yeah. That's like two weeks. Like a, that's a bull market in, in two weeks. So uh, there's lots of interest in uh, in gold these days and uh, huge short positions in both metals. And obviously there were short positions in the stocks. The guy's been wiped out. So I think uh, things are looking up um, from our side of the fence. Well, it is. Let, let's talk about those miners and the mining shares for a minute because it has been remarkable. Back on January 19th, you had that. It almost looks now like some kind of capitulation, just this washout in the morning that day. And it's been nothing but up ever since off of what had been pretty strong support down there. Uh, the the HUI index, which is what I mainly follow, Eric, yesterday, Thursday, and Wednesday were two days that actually closed above its 200-day moving average. It only did that for one day in 2015. So things are looking interesting there. Is it something that uh, that you're optimistic about? Well, I think the, obviously the gold stocks were totally sold out. I mean, the values that I could see in the market were just a joke when you're buying ounces in the ground for like 5 or $10 an ounce. I mean, it's ridiculous when you get a product priced at $1,100. I mean, surely you got it must be worth more than 10 bucks in the ground per ounce. Um, and, of course, everyone was, uh, was a naysayer on gold stocks. But uh, when these gold stocks get going, they can really walk and from uh, the bottom in uh, 00, probably to as little as 08 or 09. I mean, they went up something like 1,400%. 1,400% when the stock market was doing nothing. And I think we're, we're starting to get back into one of these phases where the only place to go is, is precious metals. And the only stocks that are going to go up are gold and silver stocks. So obviously I expect that trend to continue. Uh, before I, you know, that, that aberration of, uh, Jan 19th when they banged the, uh, the UE down, I think it was five or six percent, while gold was basically doing nothing and just stood out like a sore thumb. And speaking of sore thumbs, how about that silver fix last Thursday, which was at 1358 and today, almost one week later, the price of silver is 1490. How how ridiculous was that? I mean, I just don't have any idea. I mean, somebody was setting up to, for, a, for a bad to close, so you can obviously nip somebody on their option exposure. But how fraudulent does that look now with a little bit of 2020 hindsight? Yeah, it makes you wonder if anybody will ever investigate that, if anything will ever come out of it. You know, sometimes don't you feel like it's just you and I and a handful of other people that actually give a darn when you see fraud like that? Well, the crowd's building. We know that. I mean, there's more and more people uh, talking about gold, and even some of the investment bankers seem to be coming on side here. And when you look at the status of the world and the whole Ponzi we're in and the lousy economic numbers, the lousy earnings numbers, how could anybody feel optimistic about stocks 
going forward. How could you even look uh, be optimistic about bonds? I mean, I think the government bonds, which are manipulated. I mean, the bond market's just taking it in the in the butt here with you know the triple C's and even a high grade investment grade bonds are the yields are going up and people are losing money on them. So that most of the investments out there, people are losing money on. And maybe you think you're making money by owning you know ten year bonds and yield one point eight percent. But at the end of the day, I mean, what's one point eight percent after taxes is nothing at all. So I think that uh, we'll continue to see those asset class changes going on. And one of the things I always love is that if nobody else picks it up, the computers will pick it up. You know, when the computer spits out that gold stocks are up 40% and the market this week is flat, what's the guy to do? Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, momentum guys that uh, want to be in the asset class that's appreciating. So I think, uh, again, it, uh, it will encourage more buying. Could very well. You're absolutely right. They start chasing that momentum. Those guys have got to put money someplace. I always like to ask you about the economic data, Eric. It was, uh, it's a Friday. It's the first Friday of the month. So we got the U.S. Uh, employment data, which was below all estimates this morning. All those high-paid, eight-figure Wall Street economists had numbers of around 200,000. It came in at 151. The rest of the economic data continues just to be lousy. The Baltic Dry Index crashing through 300, Eric. What do you make of all this? And, and do you think there's any chance at all that we see more... Uh, Fed alleged rate hikes as we go through 2016? Well, I think uh, deadly at the New York Fed put the kibosh on that. Uh, I mean, obviously, data sucks. I mean, we have industrial production down 2.9%. Capital durable goods orders were down 5%. Employment was weak, and probably the jobs are really crummy jobs. We saw, I think it was 78,000 announced job losses this month, double from a year ago. Uh, and these are obviously better paying jobs when banks and capital goods companies announce layoffs. These people, these are not people making 10 bucks an hour. So even though you have job growth overall, I, I'm sure there's no net income growth for everybody because the jobs people are getting are lousy jobs. Not that I believe the numbers for one second. And even that suggestion that the unemployment rate fell to 4.9%. I mean, I just don't believe the numbers that uh, that come out of the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. I mean, everything you're looking at around you suggests weakness. And I've always been a great believer that weakness begets more weakness unless you can do something about it. And let's face it, uh, most of the financial community thinks the central banks have run out of ammo. Yep. Well, where's the ammo going to come from to get some kind of turnaround here as uh, most governments' budgets, the deficits keep rising, you can't really spend more money. Um, so I just think we're, we could be in a major meltdown here. And one of the things, you know, that we should talk about, Craig, I, I'm sure you must have seen the big short, but it was very interesting to watch that movie. I went through the whole experience. And to see those people who had it all figured out, yep, but were treated with such great disdain, and even when it was breaking down, the counterparties they bought their trades from, which were the big major banks, wouldn't allow the price to go up. They just fixed the price at some ridiculous level and made those guys sweat it out. They ultimately won, but it wasn't without huge adversity and a time that extended way beyond what the timeline should have been. And I have an analogy with that situation and gold. It was ridiculous that gold went down almost to the day they started 
uh, quantitative easing or printing money. Um, and I think that now that people see the fallacy of one quantitative easing, the fallacy of NERP, yeah. I mean, I think things are going to totally reverse here. What we saw in the last four years was an mm-hmm. abnormality was created by the central planners because all they do is do things that make things look better than they are. And I just believe the whole scam will end here. And it was sort of interesting to see in, in the big short that all of a sudden, of course, these guys made hundreds of millions of dollars very quickly. And it probably happened in two or three months where they had to sit there with their positions for a couple of years. So I think there's an analogy here between that and gold stocks, gold, silver. We're going to get our day of reckoning here. Sure sounds familiar, doesn't it? Say, I, I want to add, yes. <laughs> in our final minutes, I just want to get your opinion on one other thing that I know is a focus of Sprott Money. Uh, you know, here we're talking about miners being uh, beaten way down, and obviously the metal prices too, and, and folks wanting to gain exposure. A lot of folks think that in their in their retirement accounts, really the only thing they can buy are miners or some of these ETFs, and it's, you know, like the GLD or whatever. But it is actually possible for folks to own physical bullion in their retirement accounts. I know that's a focus of Sprott Money. Um, you probably have some opinion on why folks should do that and what the advantages are. What do you think? Well, Chris, I've always been, well, since 2000, I've been a great believer in gold, that it's, it's tangible, uh, it's outside the system. There's the biggest thing I could say, there's no counterparty. When, whenever I think of counterparties, my God, these people who are the counterparties, uh, for the most part, like the big banks, they're almost broke. I mean, I'm reading article after article about how the Swiss, the uh, European banks are just going to collapse here. Uh, you don't want a bank as your counterparty. You want, you want physical gold to be stored in your name. As I said earlier, I mean, gold has rallied on average. I don't even know what the average is, probably 10% a year for millenniums. And it holds its value. And as we face this very risky financial environment where stocks are weak, uh, other than treasury bonds, most bonds are weak. It's a good time for people to think about having uh, gold in their RSPs. I think it will save a lot of people. There's lots of articles on the Internet about it. That an allocation of gold is, a, is an insurance policy against uh, the unraveling of the financial system. And the logic of the financial system unraveling is so apparent to people who want to open their eyes here that we are just in huge financial trouble here. So think very carefully about uh, having some precious metals uh, in your RSP or your 401k or whatever it is that uh, allows you to uh, plan for the future. I think it's great that it's such an emphasis for Sprott Money this year because, as you said, uh, it is a savings account. Why save in fiat money as it's being devalued? Uh, to that end, I know that Sprott Money, if anybody is in and around Toronto next week on the 9th, there's a free seminar in Toronto that Sprott Money is putting on. And it's not just for Canadian citizens. You can actually, if you click around the Sprott Money site, you'll find there are offshore IRAs for American citizens as well. Uh, Eric, it's it's always a pleasure to visit with you. Uh, I wish you a great weekend. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? I I think Carolina looks like the team that uh, that will walk away with it. I'm, a, I'm a, an Arizona fan because I spent some time down in Scottsdale and they sure beat up the Cardinals, and they look like they're a pretty darn good team. So uh, I, I probably my heart goes out to Peyton Manning. I'd like to see him. Look. I get that Super Bowl rating, but uh, Carolina looks pretty tough. You and I always have to kind of feel for the old guys, you know? 
Exactly. Well, you know, you're always fighting the fight, right? And uh, luckily, we, we've at least had one inning where we, we scored a few runs here. Let's hope that uh, that can carry on for a little longer than it, it, than it normally would. So Let's do it. I look we'll forward stand to it. by. I'll look forward to visiting with you okay, again. Great. I look forward to visiting with you again next week. And uh, from all of us here, it's Broad Money. Hey, thanks for listening and, and have a great weekend. 